herzlich willkommen zu Living Free, dein Podcast für ein freies, authentisches und erfülltes Leben. Mein Name ist Tanja Hirsch und ich hoffe, dass du dich nach jeder Folge ein kleines bisschen freier und inspiriert fühlst, deiner Intuition zu folgen. Herzlich willkommen zurück im Podcast. Ich freue mich so sehr, dass du wieder mit dabei bist und heute erwartet dich ein ganz besonderes, inspirierendes Interview mit Nadine Lee. Ich durfte Nadine in Bali kennenlernen, als sie in ihrem Zuhause ein, eine Tempel Moon Night gemacht hat, bei der wir ganz ja, wundervolle Praktiken gemacht haben, auf die wir auch ein bisschen eingehen. Nadine ist ein Vorreiter in der Tantra-Branche und verkörpert wirklich diese feminine, empowerte Frau, von der man sich ganz viel abschneiden darf oder abschauen kann. Mich hat dieses Interview sehr inspiriert und mit ihr zu sprechen hat mich auch sehr daran erinnert, wie kraftvoll wir Frauen eigentlich sind und wie schön es ist, wenn die weibliche und die männliche Seite in Harmonie sind und wir nicht zu einer Seite zu sehr abdriften, zu sehr in der männlichen Energie sind oder auch zu sehr in der weiblichen, weil wir immer eine Balance brauchen und wir sprechen darüber, was Sacred Sexuality bedeutet, warum wir nicht mit jedem einfach nur schlafen sollten, um Bestätigung zu bekommen, sondern warum Sex eigentlich so eine kraftvolle Praxis ist, bei der wir unendlich viel Energie austauschen und warum wir deswegen ganz weise wählen sollten, mit wem wir diese unglaublich kraftvolle Energie teilen. Und wir sprechen darüber, was Feminine Embodiment bedeutet und warum es so wichtig ist und Nadine teilt ganz viele wertvolle Tools, du lernst verschiedene Orgasmen kennen, die es gibt. Wir haben über die ganzen Dinge gesprochen, über die wir im Alltag oft nicht reden. Und Nadine ist wirklich eine ganz, ganz tolle Frau, die auch verschiedene Online-Kurse zu diesem Thema anbietet. Und wenn du tiefer einsteigen möchtest. Und ich wünsche dir jetzt ganz viel Freude bei diesem Interview mit Nadine. So, welcome to my podcast, Nadine. I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So the first question I would like to ask you is, what does living free mean to you? Mm, living free, that's a good question. I've been contemplating that a lot lately. Um, I feel it's like, you know, there's like so many layers to freedom. There's obviously like physical freedom, but ultimately I think it's really comes down to being free in within yourself to like free to express who you truly are free from you know past conditionings and limitations um limiting beliefs because those things you know follow you wherever you go so I think that's really the the true inner free that we're seeking <laughs> I love that answer thank you so before we dive into your work and what you're doing, I would like to ask you a little bit about your background, about your personal healing journey and how you ended up teaching the sacred arts of Tantra and feminine embodiment and all these juicy things you're sharing with the world. So how did you end up living in Bali and living this life? Yeah, I think, you know, it really comes back to that original question like just this desire to be free you know free in myself free in my mind and um just kept following that calling and I mean when it comes to 
what I'm teaching now. It's really just been an extension of healing my own, um, my own healing journey. So um, just trying to figure out how to share it without being too long-winded, but <laughs> yeah. So I had like a Kundalini awakening when I was 14 and um, yeah, experienced a lot of um, depression, anxiety, and eating disorders from that experience for, up until about 1920. And, you know, I tried the traditional route of um, psychiatry, psychology, antidepressants, all the medications, and nothing really worked. It actually made it worse. And so um, I found in my early 20s, my first meditation and yoga class, and it was actually the meditation really, that was the most profound, where I finally felt like, wow, like this shift and like this sense of like connection back to myself and um, feeling of ease, you know, within myself. And I was like, okay, there's something in this, you know, I've been trying all this other stuff for so long and it's not working. So I'm going to go down this route and see what happens. And then that led into, you know, yoga and, um, and that was just so powerful. And then not long after I was really um, a lot of things were coming up. Some old traumas were starting to come up around sexuality and, and sexual abuse that I experienced when I was quite young. And so I sought out some Tantra, you know, I just heard from a friend, you know, like this Tantra healing or sacred sexuality work could help with that. And um, yeah, I just got introduced to a man who, I did some work with and like some healing sessions with and ended up actually kind of in a relationship with him and um, working together. And, you know, I was quite young at the time and that kind of like opened me up to a whole different way of looking at life and just like, cause he was a quite, quite a lot older than me as well. So I was really just taking this wild ride as well as healing a lot of my stuff in that relationship. And, um, and yeah, and then when that ended, I just went on my own journey and started going deeper into the Tantra and the living in ashrams in India and um, learning different Tantric arts and dance. And it was all just really bringing me back into myself and reconnecting to my, my power and sovereignty. And I knew, you know, that core wound, there was power in that. So, you know, facing that that trauma and really going deep into it all. And that was really the early part of my twenties. And, and then I didn't really have much of an intention to share sacred sexuality or Tantra. Actually, I started um, in nutrition and was more focused on, you know, healing eating disorders and helping women feel overcoming body image issues. But the link with that, what I found with my clients was always linking back to sexuality and the connection to sexuality. And that was what was actually the root cause of my eating disorders that I was experiencing um, in my teenage years was this, you know, sexual trauma. So I knew there was power in healing that and going to the root cause, not just masking it over with a diet plan or, you know, positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. I knew that there was power in actually you know, healing these things that get stored in our body, in our womb. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. That's a really powerful story. And 
I love that you took these lessons you had and now sharing them with the world and it's such a powerful practice so for those who haven't much experience with tantra and feminine and masculine energy can you explain a little bit what the feminine the embodied feminine and the wounded feminine and the masculine the embodied masculine and the wounded masculine is and how you work with it in your practices and your teachings yeah so um yeah in terms of the feminine and masculine you know it's really looking at in terms of energies as opposed to man like masculine and masculine being identified just to a man and feminine energy being just to women like we all have both energies within us men have feminine energy and masculine energy and women have masculine energy and feminine energy but because we're born in a female body we have more feminine you know and then men have a bit more masculine that's what makes them a man and us a woman mm -hmm. and but yeah when it comes to like looking at it more in terms of qualities so like that feminine if it's wounded like that feminine energy it's really manifests as things like just feeling scattered and all over the place feeling overly emotional and kind of controlled by your emotions even debilitated by your emotions um low self-worth low self-esteem just giving your body over to someone without actually feeling um it's a full body yes you know there's like a low self-worth so it's like just have sex with anyone just to feel some sort of attention you know there's that validation energy in the feminine so the wounded feminine so these are some wounded feminine energies or traits and you can see that's in women And it also can be in men, you know, it's not just women that this manifests in, it can be in men. And then the more, yeah, like evolved, what did you say, evolved feminine or? Yeah, the embodied, the, like the embodied. Feminine. Yeah, it's like, you know, the embodiment of love and compassion, but like fierce love as well, not um, just like that romantic, fluffy love where it's like, Oh, I just love everyone and, and anyone can do anything to me because I'm love, you know, that kind of spiritual fluff. It's more like fierce love. So having boundaries can be very loving, you know, saying no to someone and being able to assert that. Um, it's also like, yeah, embodied feminine is really in touch with that sexuality and sensuality. And it's like, she knows how to wield that power and not use it for validation, but more radiation and creativity, you know? And then, um, yeah just a sense of flow with life and like full creative expression I feel it's like really intuitively connected to her womb as well like deeply centered in the womb so you're you know making life decisions more from a deep embodied place and trusting that place within you like your intuition is that compass within you you don't doubt it and have to question yourself and be all you know all over the place which is more that wounded feminine it's like no this is what I feel and this is what's happening, you know, and this is what I desire. Mm. Um, so that's some, some qualities I see as embodied feminine. And then the kind of wounded masculine is like things like, you know, having lack of integrity, um, no direction, not connected to purpose, just very like kind of all over the place, mm. very scattered with his energy um and yeah it doesn't value like relationship 
thinks that like relationship and purpose have to be separate because he's not even connected to his purpose. So that can be feminine. That can be in a woman as well, you mm-hmm. know, these qualities. And then the that embodied masculine I see as more like, you know, direct direction, being on purpose, whatever your purpose is, doesn't have to be anything. What we think is like what it looks like to someone else. It's like just having a purpose, something that like is beyond your ego. You know, you're serving something beyond your ego connected to source and consciousness and that's like the kind of guidance point directing you in how you express through the world and what you serve in your world in your mission you know whereas that wounded masculine serving the ego I think that's the difference between the two so embodied masculine serving a purpose greater than himself serving a family serving the god divine serving you know his community you know thinking outside of himself um and yeah values relationship values the feminine equally as to his mission and has integrity you know says what he um like his actions are aligned with his words Mm. it's a big thing yeah Yeah, so there's some that just came off the top of my head (laughs) thank you for sharing so in your own journey did you experience any of the wounded energies it doesn't matter if it's the masculine or the feminine and how did the feminine embodied feminine practices help you to heal that so you can really embody the person you are today yeah yeah for sure um i think as women you know um well it's kind of ironic because you know i teach like feminine embodiment practices but it's always simultaneously been working on the masculine energy as well, because if I didn't have a healthy masculine energy, my embodied feminine would never feel safe to express. So it's been simultaneously growing up and maturing and evolving this masculine energy within me. So I can feel like, yeah, safe and held in my own body and my own being in order to fully express my feminine um so I noticed a lot of that you know in my younger years this immature masculine or unevolved masculine energy was really strong you know couldn't couldn't focus on anything was just all over the place lack of integrity it was just like couldn't be in a relationship I was like I can't be in a relationship until I'm on until I figure out my life you know like so I felt like it was I could feel what a lot of men would actually feel you know when they're like I'm not ready for a relationship because if the masculine doesn't have that sense of purpose it's very hard to like you know extend to another if they're not confident within themselves and some women have this more than other women Mm -hmm. I think I have a lot of that like it just was very important to me like to feel I had a sense of my own self and my own passion before I got with someone else So I didn't lose myself in their masculine, you know? Um, And then, you know, yeah, it's just been a journey of just growing up. And I'm not saying I'm not, I'm I'm not saying that I'm, you know, perfect now. There's still things that I'm working on, but um, yeah, it's, it's really been interesting seeing that simultaneous because a lot of like feminine embodiment work kind of bypasses, I think, the fact that we actually have to also balance our inner masculine mm-hmm. during that process, you know. So um, true. Thank yeah. you for sharing. So 
for those who are listening and they don't know what embodied feminine practices are and it's a huge part of your teachings can you explain what it is and how you teach it and what it can change in your everyday life if you really integrate these practices yeah i mean one of the main practices that um every woman has access to no matter where they're at in their journey in reconnecting to the feminine is really reconnecting to your menstrual cycle mm. and consciously menstruating so you know a lot of times women are really disconnected from their menstrual cycle they just you know um don't honor their the time when they're bleeding they just keep going in hustle mode or yang mode and they just don't take the time to rest when they're bleeding um and one of the biggest things I've taught in a lot of my courses is yeah working consciously with that 28-day cycle so different practices that help you really align with that natural flow like that natural rhythm because our rhythm is different to men's like a man's hormones are more flatlined throughout the month that don't fluctuate whereas ours you know when we're in our when we're bleeding our hormones are really low and then they slowly rise up to peak when we're ovulating and then they tailor down again so it's like this kind of fluctuating um bell curve you know mm. that happens for us so we need to really honor that and how our society is set up is often just bypassing that. And we're meant to be as women constantly in the flatline energy, which is the yang energy, the masculine energy. So, um, so yeah, working and reconnecting to your menstrual cycle is a huge place to start. And that can be as easy as like tracking your cycle, understanding what's happening in your body, not just unconsciously allowing this thing to happen every month and not have any connection to it at all, because it's so powerful what's happening when we bleed and um, it's this time when we release what's not serving us and have a, a chance to really, you know, die and rebirth essentially every month, like release what's not serving and then start a whole new cycle fresh and tap into the creative energy that is in our womb that is, you know, doing the shedding process. So, you know, when we can tap into that power, we can, consciously create what we want to create in our lives and awaken more creativity in general you know and that's that feminine principle so that's like one place to start and um yeah I have like a course on that called the creatress and it takes you through practices for each phase of your cycle the four phases um and then you know things like um dance like reconnecting to embodied movement practices so yeah sensual dance self-pleasure sacred sexuality um, the jade egg is a powerful tool and practice that I often introduce as like a foundation thing you know for women to start with it's a really powerful practice that helps women to clear out um, any past traumas in the the womb and their yoni their vagina so basically it's an egg it's a stone it's a um, crystal egg that you insert inside of your vagina and combine with like tantric breathing movement practices and pelvic floor toning practices and it helps to yeah massage the internal walls of the vagina and like release any tension through that and also tone your pelvic floor so your um 
you start to awaken more sensitivity and more of your pleasure through that practice. So, um, yeah, because if we're not connected to our, our womb and our vagina as women, then we're not really connected to our femininity, you know, our sacred sexuality. We're like living more in our heads. Yeah. And that's more the masculine realm, like the intellect. So important and so, so many gems in that, I think, for many women, because when we live in a city and we have a job and we are caught up in this red race, I think we are getting forced into these always functioning, running from one appointment to the other. And I found myself in it as well as I knew about the cycle and about the importance, but I didn't value myself enough to give myself the time to really be when I'm bleeding. And I was pushing through, I had a yoga studio back then. And I remember my period was so painful and yeah, it was almost like my body was telling me, trust your intuition and trust your instincts and follow that. And as soon as I did it, the pain stopped. Now I don't have any pain, but every time I swallow something down and I don't speak my truth, I have mm -hmm. the feeling through my period, it's really showing me where to look at. And if we don't honor that, it will go on forever and we don't see that we can change it by just tuning in and honoring our cycle and I think when we're bleeding and we really rest and take a day or two just to be it's where we are most connected to our intuition and we get so many insights that we don't get if we try to keep on running and pushing through and to function yeah yes Yeah, and that's one of the biggest things being connected to your feminine is that, is that yin time. So taking time to stop doing so much and be more, you know, so slowing down and, that, and during your period is a time to really access that because, yeah, what you find is when you slow down, there's often feelings that are there that we distract with by doing so much. And, yeah, it, as you said, it only just suppresses it more and more And then that manifests as what we see as disease and illness. So it actually is really bad for our health if we don't connect to our feminine because we um, yeah, don't allow ourselves to free up this emotional stagnation that manifests and stores in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And it really is. It's just taking time to just slow down, like lie on the ground on your mat in Shavasana, even just for, you know, five minutes a day, just take time just to stop doing everything for five minutes a day, tune in. What am I feeling? Just breathe and allow any emotions that want to come through. So a lot of what I teach as well as like how to navigate those emotions and yeah, healthily express them and alchemize them because yeah, a lot can come up when, if you haven't felt for so long, you know, It's like this can of it's like a explosion yeah happens. that's why it's so important to have a safe container to allow these yeah. experience and these emotions because it can be a lot if you pushed it away for so long and then suddenly it comes up and you're alone it can be overwhelming so i think yeah. these things are very valuable if you're on this journey and you want to feel safe yeah for this process so you said something about sacred sexuality. Can you talk a little bit more about what it means and how it, maybe a little bit about your journey as well? Mm. Yeah, so it's really just taking it, um, you know, what, what we've kind of been conditioned around sex being just 
basically genital friction, like two people just on the physical dimension, just kind of basically mutually masturbating. <laughs> it's like moving from that into um, the sacredness of it. So seeing it as like, this is actually the most powerful energy on the planet. And, you know, especially as women, being really discerning of who we let into our bodies because we receive so much through that act. Like we're literally inviting another person into our body. So, you know, when you do these practices, the tantric practices, you become a lot more attuned and sensitive that you can feel a lot more and you can feel that person who's entering you. Like you can feel a lot of their emotions, you know, and their stuff. So it's like, you don't want to really be just saying yes to someone like so often because it's not like it's not really worth it because you're taking on so much of other people's energy so you see it as more of a sacred thing that's shared between you know two people that actually deeply love each other you know and have the foundation of safety and trust and love and um from that you know that's where we can really open up to our full um, taking it, I think, beyond that genital friction into like a spiritual experience because there's like a foundation of safety and love and trust. And then from that, we can actually rise that sexual energy up into the higher dimensions. So from, you know, like primal, which is like that root chakra where the genitals are, if that is like safe and like there's a sense of safety, which is the root chakra, then the energy can actually rise up into the, you know, third eye crown. Like mm -hmm. and it's more of a um, gateway to accessing, you know, um, altered states of consciousness, you know, what we, what people can experience on plant medicines or even in meditation um, or breath work, you can experience that through, love making with a partner that you're deeply in love with and it can be just such a power it's like a prayer you know it's a place to honor each other and share love and celebrate love and just like celebrate pleasure and just like allow your bodies to just dance with one another you know mm. and and then you know there's elements of bringing in like just things that can create it into more of like a ritual temple, like sacred space, like things like, you know, um, candles and like incense and music and lots of foreplay. And, you know, it's not just like, yeah, just a quickie. I mean, there's nothing wrong with quickies, but like if you want to take it into like another dimension as well, then there's like other ways you can yeah make it more sacred. And, but I think ultimately it comes down to that is just having two people that are really deeply committed to each other and in love and there's a sense of safety and trust. And then from there, that foundation so much can blossom. Yeah, so beautifully said. And I think everyone experienced something like this when you sleep with someone and suddenly you feel different after because you exchange so much energy mm. to turn it around and to really feel, is it a full body yes? Do I want to sleep with this person? Is there a connection or why do I want to sleep with this person? Is it just for validation? Do I want to feel good? Do I want to feel love? Do I try to fill a void within myself or is it really this connection and this commitment to exchange the energy and 
I experienced, I think it was four years ago in my very first retreat, I, I met a man <laughs> and we had, in this moment, we had a very intense connection and we were just lying next to each other, not touching each other. And I had a full body energetic orgasm and I didn't even know this was possible back then and was completely new, but it opened this whole universe of what's possible. Like you said, mm -hmm. it's not just the genitals touching, it's it's a cosmic experience. You can experience so much bliss and even um, states I, I never experienced through something else. So can you share a little bit about the different kinds of orgasms that are possible? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, I think it's really just like understanding, you know, like orgasm isn't just yeah genital friction like what you said you experienced is that is like just tapping into that orgasmic energy so you know when we have like least um when we have like less resistance or like blockages in our energy system and in our emotional body we can feel more of that subtle energy pulsing through us which is like our life force energy which is orgasmic it feels orgasmic you know so we're, when you're in that full complete relaxation state it's just like, oh, you feel like a wave of energy just move through, you know. You can experience this in so many ways, like even just being lying in the ocean, you know, it feels like orgasmic. It's just like, oh, my God, so much pleasure and bliss flowing through your body. So there's like, you know, beyond just the genitals, there's, that's just orgasmic energy always available to us. And so, you know, when you can really tap into that in your life, then you're not so obsessed with just finding it in sex because there's like, there's more access to that energy. It's like you're self-sourcing it and sourcing it through life, not through another person. So there's that. And then, um, yeah, you know, there's different when it comes to female orgasms, like, I mean, the main ones really clitoral orgasm and then the G-spot orgasm and cervical orgasm. So internally, um, and then like nipple orgasms so there's uh, like there's actually so many I think there's I don't I don't know the number but there's actually so many but yeah I think it's good to <laughs> not get so caught up with like how many and like what they are because then we get into the mind and it's like oh I need to try and like have that g-spot orgasm and then that that's what blocks it because you're trying to make something happen I think being in the feminine is just allowing your body to guide you and, and the energy to guide you and, um, and just be pleasantly surprised, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, so true. And I think when you're really tapped into your feminine, I mean, it's also like really trusting your partner and be open. That's when sexuality can be healing as well, right? The cervical orgasm, it's such a yeah. powerful tool for healing where stored emotions can come up. That's why sometimes we cry after sex. So there's just these yeah. waves of emotions coming up, but you have to be in full surrender and openness to experience it. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you for sharing. Is there anything you would like to share with women that you think is especially important about these topics that you teach and in your courses? Yeah, it's like, I think it's just really, you know, 
um, just understanding that, you know, there's no right or wrong when it comes to this stuff and like how you express your femininity is completely different to how I express it or, you know, someone else expresses it. And, um, yeah, it's not about like becoming more feminine or more masculine. It's more just like accepting who you are and just enhancing what's naturally there. Because I think a lot of that that can get in the way of just this work is comparing and, you know, it just turns into another comparing thing, comparison show. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and just I think, yeah, just having that like bravery and courage just to go there and feel what's what wants to be felt is the biggest thing that you can do to nourish your feminine core because you know at the core of it like the feminine in all of us wants to be seen and heard and if you're just living your life in hustle go 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 then you're really rejecting and ignoring your feminine and um, as a woman if you're doing that to yourself then you're going to usually manifest a part like men who also ignore the feminine so it's really like you've got to really honor her first and then that will just naturally shift into attracting men who also honor and see and appreciate the feminine principle mm. so it starts within our inner world you know yeah so true. And it always does, right? When we shift something inside of us, it suddenly changes in the outside. You don't have to do anything. You just attract different people when you do the inner work. And yeah. Yeah. So you have two courses at the moment, right? Or is it three? I have one live course, a live mentorship, and that's the Sex Priestess Codes. So it's a six week group mentorship that's live. And then I have, um, yeah, and that course is really focusing on, you know, really healing like our father wounds, finding that um, inner relationship with our inner masculine feminine, learning the jade egg practice, um, learning like self-pleasure rituals and orgasmic manifestation rituals, and then um, merging that with like your partner. So bringing initiating men and tantra for like in partnership so that's a really powerful journey and then I also have an, like three online courses that are self-paced so there's Fempire which is a business and feminine embodiment course so bringing like feminine practices into your business and your coaching business specifically um, and then there's Creatress which is the course for connecting to your menstrual cycle and different practices for each phase of your cycle and then pleasure principles which is a journey into um yeah I mean the name speaks for itself it's like a self-pleasure journey and yeah like doing a lot of um work with the archetypes as well and how they're linked to different orgasms so um how the maiden energy is linked to our clitoris orgasm the wild woman is linked to our g-spot orgasm and then the priestess mystic is linked to the cervix so i take you through you know self-pleasure practices for each archetype and each type of orgasm and really re removing the barriers to pleasure and really deeply internally um 
um, yeah, healing and um, inside of you, like in your yoni and womb with the jade egg and like yoni wand. So it's like a self-pleasure practice that you do on your, to yourself. Yeah. Amazing. I had the honor to join one of your moon temples in your beautiful yeah. temple in Bali. And it was such a, yeah, such a sacred experience with all these women. It felt like we've always done this in past lives or something. All these women connected to their pleasure and to their bodies and just being in the moment. And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really grateful. I'm, I met you and I met the, the work that you're sharing. And I think it can change lives a lot if you heal these wounds and tap into your sensuality and sexuality and do these practices mm, yes so is there anything you would like to share with us before we close the, the interview um, well, I feel pretty complete yeah unless yeah. you have any other questions There's one question I like to ask every guest I interview, and it's if you imagine yourself being your younger self, it doesn't matter what age comes up, and something you learned about your journey, about yourself and your journey that you know now, but you didn't know back then that would have helped you a lot, what would you say to this younger self? Mm. Yeah, I think just really um, just staying present you know and just really enjoying the moment and not trying to like get ahead to the next age or the next phase of the journey just like really enjoying where you're at now because yeah you're not that age ever again <laughs> so true yeah and so how can people connect to you how do they find you how can you they work with you Yeah, so on Instagram, I share a lot of posts there and information and updates. That, so my Instagram handle is tantric.alchemy. And then um, my website is www.tantricalchemy.net. So those two places are really where all my courses are and information and um, yeah amazing i will link it in the show notes as well cool awesome so thank you so much for this interview i think there's a lot of wisdom and gems in it for the listeners thank you so much for sharing your magic yeah thank you for having me ich hoffe dich hat dieses interview inspiriert berührt du konntest viele neue dinge für dich mitnehmen Vernetzt dich gerne mit Nadine, ich habe die Infos, ihre Links in den Shownotes notiert und wie immer freue ich mich, wenn du mir deine Gedanken zu dieser Folge da lässt. Und ich hoffe, dass du dich inspiriert fühlst, deine weibliche Seite wieder mehr zu erforschen, mehr zu leben, um dadurch auch mehr Präsenz und Flow und Pleasure in dein Leben einzuladen, weil es so, so wunderschön ist, eine Frau sein zu dürfen und das darfst du auch ausleben. Und über diese Praktiken ja, findest du da einen wunderschönen Zugang zu. Und das ist auch ein Grund, warum ich die Living Free Sisters gegründet habe, weil 
wir im Alltag oft keinen Platz für diese feminine Seite finden. Und das ist wirklich ein Ort, wo wir zusammenkommen, alle Frauen, die daran interessiert sind, mit denen du dich austauschen kannst, wo wir eine Community bilden und uns auf diesem Weg, der nicht immer einfach ist, zu unterstützen, zu supporten, diese Dinge zu teilen. Und ja, wie immer freue ich mich, wenn du mir deine Gedanken da lässt und dann hören wir uns nächste Woche wieder. Bis dahin, alles Liebe, deine Tanja.